Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman with Very Best of Living with my good friend, Kat Larson. Hello, Kat. Hello, good friend. How are you? I'm well. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Good. I love that. Always love these. And listeners, we love you. Thank you for your listening and for your thoughts and your ideas. We're going to talk about qualities that transcend color and core color today. Like when you build a quality life, like what are some of the things you have to be committed to to make that happen? And I think it's a, it's an exciting topic. Either You know what's funny about that, Kat? I, I live in the world of dysfunction. Mm-hmm. That's what I do with mental health. Mm-hmm. How do you improve people's dysfunction in life? Mm-hmm. And I've discovered there are so many pathways that you can go down in dysfunction. There's so many options. Self-centeredness, narcissism, selfishness, manipulation, dysfunction, uh, delusion, entitlement. I, it is almost overwhelming how many paths you can choose to be unhealthy if you want to, regardless of your color. That's not true of positive mental, spiritual, emotional health. There are not lots of different paths. There are certain rules and laws that you have to abide by to have good mental, spiritual, emotional health, regardless of your color, regardless of your age, regardless of your gender, regardless of your religion. I'm telling you, these are laws that if you break them, you cannot transcend health. You can't. I think it'd be kind of fun for us to talk about what are the, what are the good things that you, that you need to do? And one of them, it's interesting is your good friend is now uh, responsible for a team, a football, football team of taking them from a place of distrust yes. to trust, right? Yes. So let's talk about trust. Uh, I think trusting in life, trusting the process is a very key element of living a quality life. I do. And people say to me, yeah, but you can't expect me to trust after what's happened, whether it's a marital affair, whether it's any number of things. They'll say to me, you can't expect me to believe in my employer when he did pull the wool out from underneath me and he's not giving my raise. I'm like, mm-hmm. what I can help you do is learn to trust yourself. Don't make what you need others to do necessary for trust. Make it about you. Are you trustworthy? And can you land on your feet if they are untrustworthy? Can you do that? Because if you can't, you're always owned by them. They then own you. So I think we we should talk about that idea. You know, we all get burned in life, Kat. Like there's times in life we just take taken advantage of. Yep. And it's interesting to me how you get over that. Like what you do about that. If your attitude says, well, you can't expect me to get over it. It's them that did it to me. My reaction is no, I wouldn't. First of all, if they are untrustworthy and you've already seen that, if you're waiting for them to change, I don't think that's going to be a secret sauce for success. I think you need to go back to you and own, well, what is it I trust about me? Um, I was working with a man recently who is, he is one of the most giving people, very much about how can I make you win? Mm -hmm. That's who he is. And he discovered that his parents have done him wrong once again. And it's not uncommon or unhealthy in my mind to weigh that out for a minute. I don't say to him, well, you got to get over that immediately and make it okay. I'm like, maybe you need to kind of wallow in the hurt for a little bit. Like it really does hurt when somebody you care about takes advantage of you. That makes sense to me. And multiple Um, times, you said? And multiple times. 
Yes. Okay. Repeatedly. Okay. And and then, you know, in this man's case, I said, but you are guilty, just so you know. Like, you have allowed this your whole life. You are a giver. You are a nurturer. You allow people to take advantage of you and always have. Mm-hmm. And you also have an incredible life. Like you have people who love and esteem you like at a level that very few people experience. So it's not all been bad, but you are responsible for allowing this to continue repeatedly. So even in my nurturing, I am holding him accountable and saying, okay, so you can choose to be done with giving in this arena. I don't really have a problem with that. It's not helping them. They're going to continue to take advantage. So you have permission for good mental health for you to say, I'm, I'm no longer giving you that. I'm taking that away from you. That possibility is gone. I have no problem with that. So I do think that sometimes stopping the bleeding hmm. is required, right, to be able to trust. But I don't want him to lose his trust and, and become bitter and angry and hard. I don't want that. Right. Because he's done such a great job of not being that way. But, you know, when you get taken advantage of a lot or manipulated, I cheated on, it is, it does carry scars with it. So I'm saying to him, you have the right to stop the bleeding and say no more. That's not necessarily wrong. It's probably right, actually. And I would say that in a relationship. Like if somebody is, um, I was dealing with this person who's been dealing with her spouse who's been abusing medication. Mm-hmm. And, and she was so good. She saved his life. No question about that. And I, and I said to her, it's okay for you to say, I'm not doing that again. Like we're done. That needs to stop uh, because that's not really right for me. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly not right for you. And drawing the line in the sand is not wrong to do. So I want our listeners to realize that sometimes that's how you actually stop the dysfunction is you don't allow it for you. They can choose that path, but not with you. And look to see if you're enabling Mm-hmm. Let's see if you're allowing these things to go on that are causing you grief and pain. If you want to create a quality of life, Henry David Thoreau once said to affect the quality of the day, that is the highest of arts. John Wooden said, you can't live a good day if you've not done something for somebody else that can't pay right. you back. Right. I mean, he fits in that same Henry David Thoreau thinking like to impact the quality of the day. Okay. So what does that look like? Well, I think it looks like forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I think it looks like being honest with yourself and taking ownership of your role in the relationship that's gone sour or whatever. I think it takes you stepping up and saying, what am I allowing or doing in my life that is feeding the quality of the day? Or what am I doing that's causing me to be bitter and resentful and maybe no gain? At the end of the day, I'm worn out. That kind of thing. I have seven rules for good emotional, mental, spiritual health. You okay. want to hear them? Well, yes, let's all take the test. Let's see how we're doing on these. Number one, one <laughs> it's not all about you. So if you really want to experience help, you have to get yourself in order to get over yourself and stop making it about you. What I watch are people, parents, for example, that don't set boundaries, don't set rules, and they're exhausted because their kids are all about themselves. Mm -hmm. And the parents never set in motion. That's not how it works here. Mm -hmm. That's not who we are here. So I think setting, like giving kids jobs to do Mm -hmm. and holding them accountable. Absolutely, you do that. You don't simply say, I'm worn out. I can't say it anymore. I don't care what they do. 
you can't do that. You have to be in the game and you have to believe you have the right to set boundaries and expectations for those in your life. So number one, it's not all about you. Mm -hmm. Number two, adapt. I think life is challenging and changing. Uh, you have to build a heart and mind that can adapt, punt, reimagine, shift priorities, forgive, be flexible. I think you have to learn to let go. I, I, it reminds me of people who gather the acorns and the monkeys that get the acorns in their, their grip of their hand, and then they can't, let, they can't get their hand out because they won't let go of all of these acorns. <laughs> and so you catch them that way. Mm -hmm. But their greed is what makes them vulnerable. And I think people that go through life that are compiling hurts and scars that can never let go are not flexible. They're not adaptable. Uh, and I think that's a very critical element of good health is you've got to be able to adapt. If you're staying stuck with, I can't be expected to change, then you're not born, you're not built for quality of life. So when you talk about like letting go and then just learning to let go of something, something happened that, you know, if your parents are gone and they did something to you, learning to let yeah. go is a big thing in our lives to say, do you have to acknowledge it? Do you have to say this bad thing happened to me because people get stuck there? You know, we've talked about that before yeah. where people get stuck yeah. in, they treated me this way. Right. So, I mean, at some point, if you're not letting go, it's a dirty motive. Like you're holding them hostage. So you, you don't have to be expected to suit up. That's a bad motive. And so in that situation, Kat, you're right. They should own it. It hurt. Didn't feel good. Sorry it happened. I won't, I'm not going to do it to my kids. But they're dead and gone. And I need to let it go. I need to focus on what I can impact, not what they impacted. Do you find people that, that, that like really struggle with letting it go? 100%. And what they do you, what are the therapeutic tools you use? I mean, like, what do you do? You, they, they just have to work on it. I start by saying to them, what are you getting out of this? Mm -hmm. Nothing. Are you kidding? It's been horrible, mm. but you're the one choosing to stay there. So don't tell me you're not getting something out of it or you wouldn't be doing that. And some of us, we have a fight with that. Like there are people who really fight me on that. And I'm like, well, if you're not getting anything out of it, then why don't you let it go? Well, you don't know how hard it is to forgive or forget what happened. I said, I didn't ask you to forgive or forget. I asked you to let go and move on and work on things you can control. Now, mm -hmm. if you'd like to learn to forgive and forget, I can teach you that, but I want you to start by taking ownership that you are depriving yourself and those you say you love of a life they could enjoy because you won't let go. You're still holding them hostage and they're still owning you from the grave. So that's, that's the approach we take with that. And there are specific things you can do. Like, for example, somebody is worried about whether they should go into medical school. Mm -hmm. Well, go into medical school. And if it isn't right, get out. Like, stop with this nonsense. You have to commit to something. And, and you have to adapt along the way. Like, you, like, maybe people getting married. Like, stop worrying about, well, should I or shouldn't I? If you love the person and you want to be with them, marry them. And then if there are things that are wrong, face it, deal with it. But you can't not function in my mind. You can't stay in limbo. You've got to kick your life off kick in gear and then adapt as you go. And Kat, we're old enough, like um, me more than you, but we're both old enough to know <laughs> our lives have had to adapt. 
Yes. Like you can't just set a plan in motion and expect it to follow like your rules. Right. That's not going to happen. Right. But I have enough trust in a God that I believe at the end of the day, he's responsible, not me. So I, if I trust him, then I can't spend all my life trying to do his work, fix what he did wrong, make it better because he didn't. I don't need to do that. I'm more focused on things I can impact that will make my life better. And honestly, there's enough of that going around in my life. I don't have time to worry about him and them and what they're doing or not doing. That's their agency. Number three, love is a four-letter word spelled G-I-V-E. Love is a four-letter word spelled G-I-V-E. Mm -hmm. If you really want to be a loving person, tell me how you give. Tell me what you give. It, it's so beautiful when I see people who give life back despite what they have lost. They are givers. And they are like Helen Keller. Mm -hmm. gave back despite handicaps. And I think it's really kind of cool when you see people who give what they don't need. I've always been impressed with people who are willing to give what they don't need. It's impressive to me. Number four, take risks. Like life will not come to you on your terms. You have to take life on your terms to it. And there are like, I think marriage, children, new jobs, uh, moving, travel, all of these are risks. And all I'm suggesting is you have to take risks to win. You cannot enjoy a quality of life if you don't. Number five, pay your dues. Don't make other people pay for you. Do your own accounting. Like if you say you want to do something, learn something, travel somewhere, you need to put that in motion. You need to make that happen. Don't wait for others to do it for you. And I, I think someone, it's like, it's a yellow. It's always been interesting. Like yellows don't want to pay consequences. Like we're willing to, to risk, but we don't want to have to pay our dues for the risk. Like earn the money to go on a trip. Right. You know, that's like, you have to pay your dues. If you're in a marriage, for example, you have to care about them, not just you. Uh, if you are going to grow children and have children, you have to be able to give up things and sacrifice. Uh, it's, it's like, those are the kind of things I'm saying. Or like example, if you have a job, mm -hmm. go the extra mile. Like stop making it about when you're going to get paid back and go do more than you're expected to do. I, I just, I love good employees. I love people who give more than they take. Yes. Who make things happen for others, not because of what it's going to do for them, but because it's the right thing to do. Kind of fun. You know, it's, um, it is, it is like right now, that's funny that you're, this one just stopped me in my tracks because it's like paying your dues looks like it's almost like in this world, every action there's like a, a it's transactional yeah. because yeah. it's like, if I do this, then I'm going to get this out of it. And, and you have to on purpose, I think say, I don't know what I'm going to get out of it, but I'm going to give because it feels right. And I know that I'm not trying to sound like, you know, I don't know, overly ridiculous, but, it, but you have to make a decision to, you have to make a decision. You're yeah, not you, trying to sound noble. No. That no. is noble. But that is right, though, Kat. You're right. You have to be willing to choose to give, not because you're going to get something back. Right. And, and then there's this, yeah, but, you know, people that, you know, people that are good in business, you know, it's like, well, well what are you going to get? And how do you make money? And, how you know, your yes. lines of income and blah, blah, blah. And I got so tired of, uh, for me, my journey on this was, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's right. And what's your value? Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. When I just yeah. finally decided... You know, 
and I get it. I mean, we have to make money to live. We have to pay the rent, right? Got to buy the right. beanie weenies. So it's right. like, how do I do that? I don't think you have to step into that hustle mentality, that hustle culture. I actually think that that's debt was so detrimental to me because it was, it was giving me burnout. Our last podcast, yeah. you know, it's like, I can't think about yep. that. What do I love doing and putting a hundred percent in? And then I can go, you know, if I need to go make more money, I'll do it. But I don't like to hustle. That's a weird word for uh, me. No, I, what I love about you is that you have decided there's a higher level of life to yes, live. Yes. And I think people who hustle for money lose sincerity. They lose trust. Money is the game. It's not relationships. Yes. And yeah, I agree with that's you That's it. That. I, I think you just said it better than I did. When money's the game. Yeah. And there are people that live their life in that. That's all they are about is it's always a transaction to earn me something more. Yes. And I, 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 my sadness about that is you will live less of a life. Okay. And it will eventually consume you. Like at the end of the day, it will then own how you live your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Right. So there. I love that insight. No, it's it, great insight. And I think everybody has to make that decision. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to pay your dues, but how you pay them and your attitude about them is critical. That's good. Good. Okay. Number six, play to your healthy passions. So I'm not suggesting addictions. I'm suggesting passions. They're just things that make people happy. There's a lot of people in Utah who go to Lake Powell. Mm -hmm. I love that they love to go there. I'm, I'm talking every year. Mm -hmm. They love their week on their houseboat at Lake Powell. And I have gone and I've done it. Not my passion, but I certainly understand and respect those it is. I think it's so exciting to know they know every year that's what they're going to do. And I don't hear any of them saying to me, I'm really kind of bored. I'm really sure I want to do it. I don't hear that cat. Yeah. So I think people know what their passions are. Yeah. And if they're playing to them, their lives seem much more rewarding and fulfilling. And I don't think you can take on other people's passions and assume they're going to make you happy. Like stamp collecting is not going to be my thing. Right. I promise you. Right. But I know people who live in that world and they are thrilled by it. So what's that about? Like, why do certain passions become ours? Like, do they choose us? Do we choose them? It what do you think about that? That's funny. I was thinking about this this morning because it's like living passion. For me, some things come really easy. Like I have some passions that I, I mean, I, I just love yep. some stuff. Right. Yep. And yep. she was telling me that she struggles with that. Having and, passion. Yeah. And she said, where did you get it? And I go, I don't know if I've ever worked on passion. I don't think I've ever no. had to go find something. So I, I was very empathetic to the fact that if you didn't have that, that yeah. it's almost like, I think people, I think it, it's tied to that risk thing is like, go try 430 things. Yes. To me. Yes. Or, yes. or try four things. It doesn't have to be yes. that many. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, go you're right. Go try no. something. Yeah, and, that's good. And it might not be a passion. Like, you know, Paco didn't want to go, you know, I, I keep talking about this, but Paco, Amsterdam. to Amsterdam, he didn't want to go get on a paddleboard. He didn't want to. Nope. And now he's like, you know, like Loves today, it. like, hey, we're going paddleboarding tomorrow. Like, yeah, yeah. that's like a win. See, <laughs> see, I don't think people are willing to go through the discomfort like, to find that passion. Right. right? You, but you can't expect that you would know you're going to love it until you do it. Right. So if you don't do it, how will you ever know? This guy I see who's suicidal. I said, go study Eastern religion. Like, obviously, Western is not working for you. Yes. 
give me something. Comes back the next week, goes, you know, I said, did you do anything? No. I said, well, wait a minute. You told me you don't want to die, but you're going to die. So I said, why don't you get passionate about living? Like, since you don't want to actually do it, let's go find something that might get you excited to live. Now, that's not it. I said, okay, <laughs> but you can't kill yourself till you do it. Like, that's the bottom line. Our agreement is you cannot take your life until you do something passionately to live. Once you do that and it doesn't work, you can kill yourself. But until then, you can't. Well, I, I said, never going to happen. You're never going to kill yourself because you're not committed enough to a passion to live. And until you do that, you can't die. That's it is. So it, well, it's, if somebody doesn't have one and, you know, so you go through the stages of, well, you're lucky you have one. Okay. I'm lucky. I have one now yep. that's established. Okay. I, or I have a couple. So what do you, so, so, well, I'm nothing like that. That's like people that say, you know, I like some people know what they want to be when, from the time right. they're four, right. some people don't. Yes. yes. It's, but you can't not be responsible for it. Right. It's still your job to find something. Right, right. I mean, that's the, you're, all you're saying is that you are fortunate. That is true. Yeah. But you are kind of a passionate person by nature. Yeah. So you do, or you earn that in my mind, just being who you are. Yeah. But you're right. If people want, if they, if they want abundance in their life, they have to try things and they will fail many times mm -hmm. before they find the thing they love mm -hmm. or not. It's kind of like the dating game. These poor people that are out dating all the time. I'm saying, I'm sorry, it's choose and lose. You got to do that <laughs> to find them one you want to be with. Right. And sometimes it sucks and sometimes it's wonderful, but you can't not do it, right? You can't just not do it. You have to make the effort. I think it's true of pa passion. Yes. You have to go try something. And once you've tried it, I'm okay with you saying that didn't work for me. But if you say that about 463 things, I'm going to be suspect. Well, like I'm going to go. Mm. Yeah. And it's also, I think the mindset of curiosity, it's like, you know, get yeah. more curious about yourself. You yes. know, like you can start thinking, why aren't I, maybe you go back to when you were little, what did you do? Yep. What did you do yes. all the time? Right. And maybe that was beaten out of you or, or not beaten literally, yeah. but you know, maybe, maybe that was just not something anybody paid attention to and said, let's nurture this. Right. No, you're right about that. You have to figure, it's still your job to figure out why. Yep. And by the way, it could be a lot of fun, like in the process. Yeah. I, I, I think about that woman. That, my, oh my gosh. That was like doing 365 diets a day yes. uh, in a year. And oh my gosh, <laughs> but the end of the, what she said was, oh my gosh, I had so many rich experiences. Yeah. It was so great. I didn't lose a pound, but I really had fun that year ending up in the wrong places, Chinatown one day. I don't know how I got there, but it was so great. <laughs> I mean, I love her. Because she actually lived passionately yeah. her life. There was that story. Gosh, I wish I could remember it better. Maybe you remember it. It's it was about the the lady. The guy told her to pick up the bricks underneath, and there were oh, ants. Yeah, yeah. And tell Dr. me that Lewis, one. Tell me Dr. that one. Doctor Louis Agassiz. Yeah. And in fact, it was so cool. In the Amazon, our guide had done his research on ants. I couldn't believe this. So I told him the story. So he was aware of it. So here's the story. Dr. Louis Agassiz is speaking in this area and he's staying at a place where there's these two old women that run uh, a home. Mm -hmm. and, uh, he's, and she was very disgusted with you travel and do all these things, but I can't because I work all day. Mm -hmm. And he says, madam, what is it you do in your work all day? And she goes, I, I cook. That's what I do. Well, what do you do mostly with your cooking? Well, I peel potatoes. Well, what do you stand when you peel potatoes? And she said, right here on these bricks, <laughs> he goes, madam, 
write me a paper on the nature of bricks and I will get it published and send you the money. She's like, I will show you that you're wrong. I, that is ridiculous. Of course, I'm not going to make any money doing it. But she had nothing better to do. So she wrote a, a paper on the nature of bricks. He published it, sent her the money and said, what was under the bricks? Ants. The answer was ants. She wrote at that time, the most extensive work on research of kinds of ants that existed to which he sent her the money after publishing it for her. And she traveled the world. <laughs> it was so rich cat. And for me in the Amazon to watch this guide talking about ant hills and termites. And I was just I was taken back to doc Dr. Louis Agassiz who enriched this woman's life by simply saying to her, get outside yourself. So good. I'm glad you raised that one last one. Then we'll quit. Okay. And number seven, grow. If you're not growing in some form, I think about this man who's got this new job. He is such a great individual contributor, mm -hmm. but doesn't want to have to manage people. His new job is managing people. Mm -hmm. It's helping them grow instead of him just doing his thing. Mm -hmm. And I love his boss who gave him the job because all he wants this guy to do is grow. And this guy is responding and he's growing. And it's so exciting to see him actually take on a new level of challenge. So to our listeners, I want you to think about how are you growing? Like what are things you're doing that are giving you stretch marks? Okay, we got to quit for today. Thanks, Kat, as always. Thank you, Taylor. Fun. It was awesome. Always a pleasure. We love our listeners. Uh, we love the podcast and we hope you have a wonderful week. Love Bye you. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye now. Hey, Color Code family, it's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the People Code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up. And you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.